0: Welcome back to another episode of Raising Daughters, and today I thought I would talk about a topic of religion. Um, I've read a lot of data that show that all across the board with the ages, that people are going to church less and less these days, but it's most true of young people. Uh, so I saw one, one study that said that half of people born between 1990 to 1996, only half of them were absolutely certain of their belief in God, and that's changed a lot in the last 20 to 30 to 40 years. Another study showed that four in 10 millennials who are um, either 18 to 29 years of age today, that they are what they call nuns, which means they have no religion. In fact, the fastest growing religion in America is no religion at all. Nuns, which is interesting. And there's, a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why people speculate about why that's true, but I don't want to talk about that today. But what I want to do instead is to let you hear from uh, three women who are in their early 20s I know two of them from camp, and the other is I just met today, um, and they are they are involved in some some church related spirituality kind of things. I'll let you let them explain what they do, but I thought it'd be it'd be in, interesting to have them talk about what they've noticed with their peers, uh, what's happened with them as far as their spirituality. Just to get a sense of what might be happening, at least for some young people today. So thank you all for being here. Can y'all hear me?
1: Yes, we can hear you.
0: Okay, So I have Ray and Jocelyn and Susie on the line, and they're in Florida. And and Ray, tell us really quick, just briefly, what are you all doing down there this summer?
1: So we are all involved in a campus ministry back at Missouri State called Student Mobilization. And so we're at their summer project right now in Orlando, Florida. And we're going to be here for nine weeks learning how to build our faith, how to follow Christ, and how to share our faith with others, learning how to read the Bible, what it means to have basically all of our identity like rooted in um, our faith. And so me and Jocelyn are l- leaders this summer. So we have a few girls that are um, learning from us that we are kind of taking under our wing and like guiding them through this. And then Susie is a leader in training. So she's in my group and she is also helping me lead um, the younger girls too.
0: Nice. So you're done there all summer These are, and you're working with college students, right.
1: Yeah, these are all college students that we have formed relationships with back on campus.
0: So they're not just, from, are they from just from your campus or are they from all over the country?
1: Um, so at our project, it's from Missouri State and Northeastern State in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, and then um, s and from Marala. But there are many different projects going on all over the country with different schools.
0: Okay, so first question I have for you all three and, and anybody can answer if they want. I'm just how would you describe your spirituality today and has it changed uh, from when you were growing up
1: yeah so I'm Jocelyn Um, I grew up Catholic Um, my parents kind of dragged us to church a little bit Um, I didn't really understand what spirituality meant when I was younger I thought it was just kind of a a routine that my family and I did Um, and then as I got older I still knew that God existed, but I wasn't aware that I could have a relationship with Him. Um, And so when I got to college, I started to be more and more interested in that. And uh, my spirituality today is completely different than it was growing up, um, because I actually feel as if I have a relationship with God, um, because I truly understand the gospel now. Um, And so what that looks like is just like doing quiet times which means getting into the word like reading the bible and and applying it um, praying sharing my faith um, having spiritual conversations Um, and it's kind of hard because my family their spirituality hasn't really changed Um, so it's hard being really the only true believer in my family Um, it's just very different but I wouldn't change it for anything so I'm that's how mine is I mean Okay. You guys. How about the
0: other two? Yeah. How would you describe your spiritual
1: Yeah, I'm Susie. Um, my upbringing was pretty similar to Jocelyn's, I would say. I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school from kindergarten up until senior year of high school. So um, I was raised a certain way. I knew a lot about a lot, but I didn't know. Um, I had head knowledge, but I didn't have heart knowledge, if that makes any sense. Um So it was pretty interesting, though, because I, my father's is Catholic, but he doesn't really go to church, and my mother is Baptist, and she went to church, so every week I would go to Mass on Wednesday and Baptist church on Sunday, so I would get a little bit of both every time. Um, It didn't, it was kind of confusing for a younger child to grow up with, like, both things coming at you from both ways, but um When I got to college, I kind of just tried to do my own thing, didn't really um, think it was important, but, you know, um, things were just kind of empty, nothing was really satisfying, and then um, my friend Ray, and I have another friend Kat, um, they came into my life and really like, um, just showed me how to live out my faith and share it with other people, and, you know, it's just, it's been really nice to like, understand the gospel and really have a relationship instead of just, you know the heart and head knowledge at the same time instead of just the, the head knowledge, you know? Applying it to your life instead of just knowing things. It's a lot different. Okay, how about you, Ray? My story is also similar. Um, I grew up Catholic, but for my family, that kind of just meant going to church on Sundays, and we didn't really talk about God at all. Um, and then I think once I got into high school, I kind of just started thinking, like, there's probably nothing out there. I would consider myself more spiritual was the word I would use. And I was just really into like, um, basically I was like looking for the satisfaction that God can provide in like other things. And so, um, when I got to college, I would have probably said that I was agnostic or atheist. Um, I wouldn't have believed in anything. And then I, um, got around some people who, just lived their life a completely different way than I did. And I could tell that there was something different about them. And it turns out that that was because they had Jesus in their heart and they were following Christ. And so, um, after I went through a really rough time, my sophomore year, some of my friends kind of took it upon themselves to help me through that. And they started sharing the truth with me from God's word. And so I started to like kind of lean into that. And that's when my relationship with Christ kind of blossomed and really began and took off. And, um, the things that Susie and Jocelyn were saying about how now that's like, The way that we apply like everything to our lives is basically based off of uh, our beliefs. And I would say that all of us are pretty much rooted in God's word. And so we try to do everything from a position that we can honor God from. And so it looks very, very different than when I was growing up where I was kind of just living for myself. And like I wasn't truly finding the joy that I knew that God, that I didn't know that God could give at the time. Um, We're supposed to now that's how I'm living my life.
0: I'm speaking with three fallen Catholics. Is that what I hearing?
1: <laughs> three fallen <laughs> Catholics. That's funny. So, um, what I'm, about you? To <laughs> so you sort
0: of described this, but I'm wondering—not just with you three, but also with the people who you're around. I, I, I've seen, I've met a lot of, of, of girls and women who um, were maybe not doing exactly what you're doing, but they've sort of gone back to their spirituality through a Christian church. A lot of them went through a period of emptiness or a period of unhappiness, and they were looking for something. I'm wondering if you feel like that's probably true for a lot of people you work
1: with. Yeah, I definitely think um, that God uh, has a way of revealing himself to people in really hard times. And so I think that he does like to use um, stories where, you know, we are feeling like we're looking for something or we are empty to show himself to us. But, um, I don't know if that's like everybody's story. I would say, I think in college specifically, it's usually because of something that has happened. Um, um, but it kind of just depends on your background and like each person is different, but, um, I do think that God really likes to show that he is the ultimate comforter and healer when we are the most broken. And so, yeah, I do agree with you when you say that.
0: Yeah I'm I'm not necessarily, yeah, I'm not necessarily saying to, you know to do what you're doing but, you know to do what you're doing but I I, I, I thought you're I, age. I, Is there an echo there I think. Is there an echo there
1: We can't we repeat what you just said
0: I find a lot of people you're I find a lot of people I feel disconnected I just feel disconnected um it's not just um, because of it's technology. not just because of technology. Um, the I think people in general I just, people just in general, general just, just I wonder if that also
1: also, part of the what? The draw, draw, Get the, the draw to. community, yeah. The community. A a- yeah, I think. Um, so for me personally, the first part of college, I uh, didn't want anything to do with with um, student mobilization, which is the organization we're we're with right now. Um, so I definitely know what it feels like to have that disconnection with people. Um, but then when I kind of humbled myself and got over my my own little pridefulness um, and I started entering student mobilization, it's like the friendships there are just so much different because it's like both of you are running towards Christ um, alongside of each other. And so the relationships are just a lot deeper, um, whereas it's hard to feel connected with other people in college who – You know, it's just like, they're just empty friendships there. You go out drinking with them or or you're smoking with them or or something like that, you know, and it's just, they're not really emotional friends. Um, So I think that there definitely is a a disconnection. Um, But my friendships now, and I know a lot of people can agree, are just a lot deeper. And there is a connection because we know how to love each other. Mm.
0: Yeah, so te- that's, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's awesome. Are experiencing. Are because are, are experiencing because I think that's probably is pretty important. That's probably is pretty important.
1: Yeah, I think um, – so we do have, like, a few meetings throughout the week where we all get to come together and um, spend time with each other as, like, a group. But aside from that, we – I think the friendships that I've made at the Summer Project and through the ministry have been, like, the, the – Longest, healthiest friendships that I've had in my life. Um, I started with this ministry about three years ago, and so um, there are still people who, like I met at my first Kaleo, which is what this project is called, in um, that I'm still like really close with now. And I think a lot of the people I'm looking back, and a lot of the people that I was friends with my freshman year of college, that my friendships with them were centered around other things. I'm like not friends with them anymore, and so there is just something special about the people here. There's 180 of us here this summer. And um we'll also have each other back on campus and it's like having those people to do this life with is so crucial because it's like the Bible it says we really can't do this on our own and we need people who are gonna encourage us and like lift yeah, us up and be there so with us and so what better way to, what do, better better way to do that than have, people people have to to the same people as and the same you and um, the to same um, tools that you've learned um, over the summer. summer to do that with back yeah. on campus. But it's also like we're not just friends with each other. Like we have uh, yeah. we have a lot more friends. Who are like
0: non-believers or whatever? Like we're not a, uh, we don't
1: just hang out with each other. We right. Hang out with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. But Ray, but Ray has Ray. more friends. Really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <did>. you're hilarious. <laughs> I was wondering, too, what what do people on campus think of you? The organization? Oh. Are, are you guys weird? Or are you uh, these sort of conservative? You know, there's so it's such a polarized, judgmental culture yeah. where you're either here or there or this or that. I'm just curious about how the rest of campus. Uh,
1: usual. You go ahead. Um, I. That's a really good point because that's so true. Um, just it, it is there is some tension I think between the way that we are viewed and the way that we like would love for people to actually see us. Um, I do think it's really really hard to be a Christ follower in college because it's not the normal thing to do and because. my life my freshman year looks a lot different than my life does now. And so for my friends that I I knew in that stage of my life for them to see me now, I like, they would, they notice that something is different about me and I know that it's the most positive thing that's ever happened to me in my life and that I'm so much happier living this way, but it's hard because they, if they don't come to this project or if they're not willing to like hear me out when I want to explain myself really, it's, they don't really want to see the good in it. They just want to see that like, Oh, this person's different. And how I'm living my life, so I'm gonna like put the tension in in that. Yeah, and also like in a more general aspect. For example, we were out at a bar, uh, oh yeah, the, a month ago or something. I don't know, but we had drinks in our hand because we're 21 and, and we can drink. <laughs> and uh, some let, girls from our sorority.
0: What? Glad you tell the audience you're 21. Keep going.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. we're over 21. Anyway, so <laughs> these girls from our sorority came up to us and they were like you're drinking oh my gosh you're drinking like yeah that's so cool excited and it's like (laughs) we drink like we don't get we don't we're normal we don't get drunk but like we drink you know what I mean and like I don't know so I think that people see us as like oh you know we we're just perfect all the time and we're better than you maybe I don't I don't know I think that it definitely people definitely think that we feel like we're better than them which is really unfortunate because that's definitely not how we want to portray ourselves at all but um it's just hard when like you're living this different life than they are and they they take it upon themselves to feel like oh well she's not doing all these things anymore she must think she's better than yeah me. and like it's just not it isn't like that but it just come off that way it's just yeah it's so black and white you know I ask
0: you um, a complicated question I'm just wondering how do you how do you not judge people because you know when I see girls who are even younger than you who decide even in eighth grade, they're not going to drink or they don't, they're not boy crazy. Um, it's it's hard for them sometimes not to be in judgment of the people who are doing those things. And so sometimes they push a lot of people away because, because of their judgment. I'm just curious about how, since there's probably some behaviors that wouldn't fit your lifestyle. I'm just curious how you stay out of judgment.
1: Um, uh, I would just probably say that I I don't have any room to judge anyone because I mess up too, you know? Like, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Nobody's better than anybody. And, yeah. like, sin is the same. It doesn't – It's no sin is greater than another sin. So every mess up counts, you know? So me, you, everybody, we just – we're just called to love each other. That's it. Yeah. You know? I think it is hard um, because, like, I even remember when I started on this journey – and Jocelyn wasn't there yet. Like, even in our friendship, there were times where um, it seems like maybe I was judging her for things that she was doing. But it was, um, I was just more so trying to, and you can speak more to this, like trying to encourage her to love herself more in a way that like she deserves. Because a lot of the people that like are looking to other things are like hurt, just hurting, they're hurting people because like they're hurting themselves. And that's why they're doing those things. And so it's like, it's never from a place of like, oh my gosh, how are you like doing that right now? It's more of like a place of like, dang, I wish that you... Before Shopify, were you wondering where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching.